recent promotion at his architectural firm to this premature streaking. He's now in charge of all building plans for New York Telephone, his firm's most important client. He stands beside the bed, already dressed in a blue Brooks Brothers suit, a white shirt, cuffs showing, and a bow tie. Architects usually favor bow ties because they don't swing over drawings and smudge them. You look very nice, going to the office this early. I'm inspecting his site on Staten Island. Want to meet me for a drink after work? I light a cigarette, the first of the day. Don't think I can. We're going to have casting calls all afternoon and I may not be able to leave by five. Well, try to be home in time for dinner. The girls miss you when you're not here. He bends down and kisses me. So do I. Have a good day, Mops. Mops is the family nickname for me. It's a shortened form of Mopsy, one of the rabbits in the Beatrix Potter nursery tales. Michael gave me the name when Kate was born. His mother read him the tales when he was a little boy, and I think he remembered incorrectly that Mopsy was the mother rabbit. It sounds like a maternal kind of name. I don't remember what the mother's name really was, but she was a good mother. I don't think I am. My priorities are job first, husband second, children third. It's the only way for a woman to survive in the advertising business and in the marriage business. I have a second cigarette with my coffee, then get up and check on my children. Kate A. Jade is in her room getting dressed in her Nightingale Bamford School uniform, blue jumper, white short-sleeved blouse, and knee-high socks. She is a real moppet, blonde and blue-eyed, quiet, introspective. In the next bedroom, Mabel, our live-in housekeeper, is supervising four-year-old Jenny. Jen is Kate's polar opposite. Brown-haired, brown-eyed, noisy, exuberant. Mabel asks if I can drop Kate at Nightingale while she takes Jen to nursery school. I have a second cup of coffee and another cigarette. I've already lost count. 8.15 a.m. I walk with Kate the few blocks from our apartment at 4 East 95th Street to her school on 92nd Street, between Madison and 5th Avenues. Kate reminds me that the school fashion show is at 2 o'clock today. Are you coming to see me, Mommy? I know that Kate is one of only a handful of girls chosen to show off fashions for the school fair. The outfits the girls will wear on stage today will be sold at the clothes horse booth tomorrow. It's a big deal for her, but I have a full day ahead of me at the office. I don't think I can, darling. We have a ton of meetings today. Kate is used to this. She is disappointed, but she doesn't protest. I'll try, I offer. It doesn't sound convincing to Kate, who just keeps walking, her head down. It doesn't even sound convincing to me. But we're casting the Dove for Dishes commercial this afternoon. I have to be there. We arrive in Nightingale Bamford, one of the top girls' schools in the city. I kiss Kate goodbye and watch her walk up the stairs to the landing, where the headmistress is greeting the girls, as she does every morning. Kate curtsies, as is the custom. She and the headmistress shake hands, as is also the custom, and she goes inside. I get on the Fifth Avenue bus and head downtown. The Ogilvy and Mather Advertising Agency, where I am a copy supervisor, is at 48th Street and 5th Avenue, convenient to Saks and St. Patrick's Cathedral, depending on whether you want to shop or pray, and with an easy walking distance of Grand Central for the blue-blooded account guys, and they are all guys, who commute to Westport and Environs. There's a coffee shop next door to the office, and I stop in to pick up a cup. I'm at the front of the long line waiting to pay, and I spot an art director who works for me at the tail end. Go on up, Doug, I'll get this. He motions his thanks. 
the male cashier beams at me. Well, aren't you the nice little secretary to buy coffee for your boss? Hope he appreciates you. Another day on Madison Avenue. 9.15 a.m. Everyone in the Jean Grayson creative group is here in their offices, except for Jean Grayson. He's the boss, so it's okay for him to come in later. The group consists of three copywriters, an art director, a television producer, a secretary, and me. I'm a copywriter, but I also supervise the others. We are housed along a corridor on the seventh floor. The writers and art director have small, windowless offices. The producer and I have slightly larger offices with one window. The secretary sits at a desk in the middle of the hallway. Jean, as copy group head, properly has the largest office of all, with two windows. As a vice president, he even rates a couch. There is a reason why we have four writers.